Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Praise God. Luke chapter 5, if you'll turn with me. (coughs) Amen. It's a real privilege to be here. A great opportunity to be able to preach the gospel, especially in a pioneer rally. Amen. This is the uh, one of the exciting things about our fellowship is that we believe in pioneers. Can you say amen? amen? Luke chapter 5, if you'll turn with me. In 1990, uh, two uh, co-workers, Dana Sinkler and Alec Zaduski, they were aspiring chefs and they had achieved... Uh, their dream working for a four-star restaurant in New York City. This was the pinnacle of a cooking career, working for a very famous chef, but they really wanted to do their own thing, so they told their friends and family they were going to start a catering business. Everyone said they were crazy. You know, you're working for one of the most famous restaurants in the world. You're going to start a catering business. They did it anyway, and while they were doing that, they... Uh, were looking uh, to invent a signature dish, and they decided they would make vegetable chips. Now, uh, I'm an American, and so vegetable chips aren't very exciting to me. I mean, bacon, uh, bacon chips, bacon chocolate, anything with bacon in it, I I could get behind that. But they invented vegetable chips, and for some strange reason, they were a success. They went on to start the company that today is called Terra Chips, and uh, out of that, several, t- uh, several different businesses. Today, it's a billion-dollar company. But the only reason is because they left the success they already had. They walked away from what everyone else says. This is the good thing you've got. Don't leave this. The scripture that we're going to read is Jesus calling his disciples. And he fills their fishing nets with this miraculous catch just before he asks them, to leave it all behind. So the question is, can you leave full nets behind? It's easy to leave empty nets. Luke chapter 5, I'm going to preach a sermon called Leaving Full Nets Behind, beginning in verse 1 of Luke 5. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets, And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners on the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. 
And he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him, leaving full nets behind. Let's talk first for a moment about full nets. Our scripture that we read this morning is about men who had experienced a blessing. Verse 6, they caught a great number of fish. Now that's not the way their day started. Peter makes it a point to say, listen, we have caught naked nothing. In fact, I don't know if, if I'm just being mean. It's easy to beat up on guys that have been dead for a couple thousand years, but they seem like pretty poor fishermen. This is not the only story in the Bible where they have caught nothing. And so uh, this miracle was kind of a big deal, right? This was not an everyday thing. This was not just, oh, yeah, hey, the nets are full again. You know, one of the great parts of serving God is experiencing the blessing of God. We see God bless our lives in uh, uh, very meaningful ways. Think about this practically. Many people in the kingdom have good jobs, whereas before salvation we were unemployable right? <clears throat> or if we were employable, it was going to be cash under the table and don't call me back. <laughs> but now blessed, multiplied, financial increase. There's people in my church that are blessed beyond comprehension. This is the grace of God. The kingdom of God is filled with men and women that are blessed. Think about ministry. We are blessed as we serve God and we labor. We see converts and progress and dominion far beyond what we ever could have dreamed of or ever could deserve. Men that have pastored years and see breakthrough and God is moving. So there's the blessing of God. These are full nets. But see, the risk of full nets is how we see them. Sometimes we see full nets as our own personal accomplishment, right? I am so smart that I got this job and I made this money and I built this church and I made these disciples and we begin to view it as something that we have done. First Corinthians 4, 7, what do you have that you did not receive? Why do you boast as if you had not received it? Sometimes, we become overly attached to the blessing. We don't want to let go of what God has given us. In Matthew 19, we read about the rich young ruler. And Jesus tells him, uh, sell what you have. But when he heard that, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Sometimes we feel this way. If we've worked this many years for this career or this many years for this ministry, it frightens us to think about possibly leaving that behind. And ultimately, full nets will change the way we see all of life. Life becomes about what we can get, what we have, what we might be able to get in the future, even in ministry. If we're not careful, I would be Afraid to think that ministry would become about security rather than adventure. Not, hey, you know, I finally got to the point where I don't have to worry anymore and I am stable now. And so here is the tragedy in a story like this would be to see only our full nets and not hear the call of God. Think about this scripture. It's not actually about the fish, is it? 
It's not about the nets. It's not about, uh, you know, Jesus giving them fishing skills. It's about the call of God, isn't it? In verses 9 and 10, it says they, they were uh, astonished at the catch. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Or literally, don't worry about this. The fish aren't the point. I'm going to call you to catch men. The whole point of this excursion was not to catch fish. Right? If that's what we're seeing here is fish, then we're missing the point. Jesus filled their nets to get their attention so that he could call men. See, Jesus was on a fishing expedition that day, but for men, and for men that would leave behind a great blessing to go into the adventure of the kingdom of God. And so, what do we do when full nets speak? Let's think about this for a moment. Number one, full nets speak about the supernatural. Our scripture is a demonstration of God's miracle power. Verse 8, when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9, all who were with him were astonished. These disciples would remember the full Nets miracle for the rest of their lives. This would have become a reference point for them. And so here's a practical truth we all understand about ministry, is that it is all about the supernatural. It is supernatural power that enables us. It's supernatural power that enables the conversion of souls, healing, deliverance, progress. All, it is all about the supernatural. So one of the lessons of the full nets is about God's miracle power, isn't it? This is Jesus showing them, look, I can do great things. You don't have to worry. There is power available. We have faith for the future because of what we see now. We have confidence for what God can do because of the miracle he's already done. So in our scripture, this miracle uh, wasn't to keep. This wasn't about uh, take this and deposit it in the bank. This miracle was about teaching them I can do a miracle. And so here's the first lesson of full nets, is that God didn't run out of miracles when he gave you what you've already got. See, here's the problem. Is, you know, listen, if any of us are going to be honest, we're going to admit I'm in the middle of a miracle, right? Maybe you've got a miracle job, right? Maybe you've got a miracle church, right? <clears throat> but God didn't run out of miracles when he gave you that. It wasn't like, all right, here, bro, here's the career you always dreamed of. Fresh out, sorry. You better hang on to that, because I've got no more miracles left. Or when we're in ministry, we finally get to that place where you think, ah, oh, yeah, all right, maybe we're full-time finally. You know, God didn't run out of miracles when he built that church, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> That's the first lesson of full nets, is that God is still a miracle-working God. The second thing full nets speak about is they speak about provision. You know, one of the difficulties of leaving behind full nets is this question of provision. If I go and pioneer and I leave behind my good job, if I go and pioneer and I leave behind my stability, will I ever find another opportunity this great? Will God provide for me? 
I was visiting a church a few months ago, and a disciple uh, was taking me in his car, and he was telling me all the reasons that he hadn't pioneered yet. And it's well because, you know, and the way the economy and this, and so my education and career and blah, 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 because, you know, God really could, God couldn't provide for me. <clears throat> in our scripture, I dare say that if some of us were there when the full nets came in, and Jesus is like, you know, we're going to catch men. Uh, okay, just hang tight one second. I know a guy. If I sold these fish, <laughs> hold on, Jesus, I'll be, I promise. It's the question of provision. What about if I go again? Leave an established church. You know, the Pioneer Rally is not just about young people who have never pioneered. It's for all of us. That's why they invited all of us. <laughs> There's people going, wow, revelation. <laughs> we finally arrived and hate the idea of leaving to do it again. It's the question of provision. Listen, God can provide. So here's the second lesson of full nets is that God can provide. If he provided in your mother church, he'll provide on the harvest field. If he provided converts and fruit for you once, if you built a church once, if God helped you in minutes, he can do it again. And so listen, full nets. Now, maybe you are living in the middle of this miracle of full nets. The full nets themselves are the promise that God could do it again. The third thing that full nets speak about is they speak about vision. In verse 4, when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Peter, he says there's no fish right before they catch them all. Right? That, that's, I, I would digress, but I think that's like a lot of us. But think this through for a moment. You know what Jesus is saying? is that it's possible to see opportunity incorrectly. Here is Peter, and there is no way. I'm, this city, uh-uh. We could not do it. There's no way. And Jesus is showing him that you are seeing opportunity incorrectly. So the question then is, what is God seeing? When Jesus says, launch out into the deep, you know, the danger is we'd only see what we've got to give up. Well, I would have to leave my home or my career or this income. I'm going to have to, listen, we're seeing it incorrectly. If Jesus says, like he said to the disciples in John 21, cast your nets again, some will only see what they've established and what they would have to leave behind. And so here is the third lesson of full nets is that God sees abundance where we see only risk and lack and difficulty. Because full nets speak about vision. So let's talk then finally about leaving full nets behind. Because a simple reality, if we're going to be honest this morning, and I think we ought to, is that it's a lot easier to leave empty nets. Right? And we have all been there. If you're working a boring job, for minimum wage, I'll go pioneer. Send me, send me a hundred times. I'm sick of this. I'm ready to go right now. I'll go anywhere. Or in ministry, and this church just really isn't happening. Uh, Pastor, man, I really feel stirred to go again. I want to be a missionary. 
Right? That, that's an easy switch. Hey, no problem. And then, and then, you know, oh, it's so sad to leave these four people. I'm going to go overseas. I'm sacrificing. Now, I will say there's no shame in that. Because God calls a lot of people out of very dead-end circumstances into great futures. So the point is not that there is some kind of shame or disgrace in that. But to to get perspective, the question is, what about when things start going well? Could we pioneer again? Or what if, man, you felt called, I want to pioneer, but, you know, it doesn't happen and life goes on. But see, now, now life is more successful than it was when you first volunteered. Could you still go? Would you still be willing to leave that behind? There's possibly people here this morning, you've got full nets. It might be work. It might be career. It might be uh, stability in your home. Could you leave behind those full nets? There's others here. It's ministry, a thriving church, a cranking ministry. Could you? Pastor, evangelist, church planter, Could you pioneer again? What our scripture shows us is that the kingdom of God needs men who would leave their full nets behind. The commentaries suggest the disciples had more than one calling. If you read Matthew 4, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. It says they left their nets and they followed him. They began to follow his teachings. They were involved when they met Jesus in Luke chapter 5. This was not brand new. He wasn't a stranger to them. They had probably heard his teachings, but they were still fishermen. They still had their jobs in the fishing business, which, uh, you know, uh, was not obviously very great, but they still had it. And so life is moving on, and they know Jesus, and yeah, cool. Hey, we'll be fishers of men one day. That's cool. Hey, you like that? Cool. We'll be fishers of men. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds wonderful. And so life moves on, and then we don't know the period of time, but then there's the miracle of the overflowing nets, right? And they are, re- they are pulling fish in. It says the boats are beginning to sink. They start a partnership. Business is so good. They, they call, hey, bro, come over. Bring your boat. And in their minds, they're like, this is an enterprise, right? Because we've been serving Jesus, and now he's blessed us, right? We've been serving God long enough, bam, he is blessed. Man, we are cranking, we're expanding, we're going to go international, and we're cranking on, and, and so this is just a big deal to them. At least if they thought anyway, like I would think, they're experiencing the blessing of God, and then in the middle of their blessing, Jesus calls them, verse 11, they forsook all and followed him. This word forsook can mean to divorce or to cancel a debt. It's the picture of finality. I'm done. No more meddling. I'm not pretending to be uh, committed to the cause uh, of pioneering or of what God wants me to do now. I'm serious. For some of us, that might mean the canceling of the debt of success in the world. It might mean that the old life or the old career is going to have to go away. It's got no more claim on me. I surrender to the call of God. For others, it might mean divorcing ourselves from uh, the success of our past ministry, saying, I would go again if God asked me to. And not just in theory. Because it's easy to say, you know, in a sermon, how many of you would go again? Yeah. I hope pastor didn't see me. Right, but it's a whole other thing, you know, on Friday morning of conference to go to your pastor 
and say, yes, I'm serious, I will really go. But it says in the middle of their blessing of full nets, right as things were blowing up and all of the blessing of God was raining down on them, they said, you know what? We will leave this behind and launch out again. And here's the great promise. And this is such a very simple message, but the great promise of this is that when we leave full nets behind, God has more. We believe that, right? We believe that when we had nothing, that God had more for us, right? But even when we have something, God still has more for us. Do we still believe that? Is God still big enough that he's got more for us even if we're successful? See, the danger would be to misread this story. You know, to have this idea, they left their full nets behind and they never again got a good job. They went and pioneered and suffered. Those fish rotted on the shore. They, and sometimes we kind of imagine life is like that. Yeah, if I leave this, oh, I'm going to suffer for God. Come on now. What about these disciples? They stepped into the greatest destiny possible, right? We could read about all of them, but just, just Peter in Acts 2, when he stood up, Pastor Mitchell was reading the scripture last night, he stood up with the 11 and raised his voice and began to preach At the end of this, it says, those who gladly received his word were baptized. About 3,000 souls were added. Listen, that's a worthy payoff. There is no career in the world that is worth holding on to at the expense of that. There is no comfortable ministry that is worth clinging to at the expense of what God can do if we are willing to leave these full nets behind. I believe that because they left these behind, that's part of the reason they stepped into this great potential and possibility that God had for them. Someone once said, you cannot have what's next until you let go of what's now. Would you leave your full nets behind? One of the the men that I just admire uh, since I met him is Sean Gunkel. Met Sean and Allison on one of the tours. I think it was the Turkey tour. And he was successful in the military, left behind, and I don't know all the exact details, but left behind potential promotion to pursue discipleship. Went into the ministry, had a, a fabulously successful church that he left behind to go be a missionary went into Argentina, learned Spanish, uh, preaching in Spanish, built a church there, came back, uh, pastored another successful church, left it behind to go be a missionary again. You know what? That is what we need. We need men and women like that that would never stop leaving things behind to go pursue what God has for them next. Amen. That's all I've got. Let's welcome Pastor Mitchell as he comes. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, 
it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.